season to be jolly and joyous. With a burst of pleasure, we feel it arrive. It's a season when the saints can employ us to spread the news about peace and to keep love alive. There's magic in the air. This means <laughs> awesome. magic in the air. The world is at her best, you know, when people love and care. The promise of excitement is one the night will keep. After all, there's only a few more sleeps till Christmas. Well, hello, everyone out there in podcast land. is great. Actually, unfortunately, he was already dead when yeah. this movie came out. <laughs> well, he was spinning then, too. I don't know. <laughs> this is the Front Row Movie Reviews, the movie podcast for the people who actually like movies. And this is a new episode of Beyond the Mouse, our Disney-themed, Disney-related podcast. Uh, and mm-hmm. we are talking about, you know, there's certain times where you're just, like, super excited that you have a, uh, you're part of a podcast. And one of those times is when you get to talk about your favorite Christmas movie. Hell ever. yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We were like, talking about yes, Die Hard. Yes. My favorite Christmas movie <laughs> ever. <laughs> we are talking about the 1992 instant classic. Some can call it a flashback. I always call it. You just <laughs> called it a classic, too. The, so I, you stole it from two different shows now. <laughs> I sure did. I sure did. I I, 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 do I get to tell the story when we're... Okay. Maybe when you get introduced, if you get introduced. <laughs> <laughs> Since I'm the host of this show. <laughs> we're doing A Muppet Christmas Carol. And with me this evening, I'm going to save the best for last. So I'm going to go this way and start with Scott McFarland. So let me tell you a story. Uh-oh. I messaged everybody. Everybody on our little group message because we have like five different ones of them, mm-hmm. which is uh-huh. really annoying sometimes. <laughs> and I said, "Okay, our flashbacks for this uh, month are going to be Die Hard and Muppet Christmas Carol." Mm-hmm. And then about oh, two, three days later, I get a message from Craig saying, "I'm claiming it." <laughs> to hell with you, sir! <laughs> to hell with you! So Listen, I went back and read this message. There's going to be thread. a whole Muppet section of Disney World now. Yeah. So <laughs> there true. was one. It was at MGM, but they're making it bigger. It was three years. I remember it. It's still there. It's still there. The little came out and stuck. Oh, that was a great it's show. It's still there. It's mm. just bigger now. And now, now Rizzo stuff. has his own restaurant. Yes, Rizzo they, forever! Now if only they would make Best good Muppet, Muppet movies again. Because uh, that last one wasn't that good. Well, yeah, but I mean... The first one, one the, first one. The, the remake one was great. You're talking about in the last, like, what, five or six years, the right. Muppet movies are batting movie. 500. True. True. That's not yeah. too terrible. That's enough for a $120 million contract. So. Anyway, <laughs> I went back to the message thread. And it was a flashback. And you said we were going to do those two for flashbacks. Yes. And roughly 20 minutes later, <laughs> not two or three days later, Still. did I say, no, I'm doing that for Beyond the Mouse. <laughs> that's, that's, like, that's like when you go ahead and uh, you plant the flag and mo- on the moon and then somebody comes back 20 minutes later and takes your freaking flag. <laughs> it was still there! Allison and I just had the same thing. We were just flashing the ideas. Bit. Do you have just a flag? No flag, no country. <laughs> anyway, uh, now that we've spiked the mics, thank you. Uh, also in the room with us. Hey, Jeremy Geckner. Uh, <laughs> what's up, guys? Like Craig, this is my favorite Christmas movie, unabashedly. You guys have uh, Oh, no, no, no. You probably have, like, Holiday Inn, right? Or is this oh, no, yours? No, 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 this is definitely this my is, favorite Christmas This is Christmas definitely movie. my favorite Christmas movie, uh, and I can't wait to talk about Michael Caine's sweet dance moves. Oh, yes. And now, the reason why I said save the best for last is because we've done, like, four of these things. <laughs> is this the as, yeah, as you, yeah. uh, as some of you may know, others may not know, we have a Disney cast member 
member, yeah. and former cast member in our crew, and she has not been on the Disney podcast <laughs> no. yet because you're a dick. So <laughs> it just hasn't worked out with scheduling. That's because right. he's a dick. Anyway, because I, I want to give the floor schedule. to I want to give the floor to Miss Means, and I want you to explain uh, where you worked, how how what the secrets are. I yeah. can't um, give away the secrets. The I'm the work for the mouse where again the someday. Where uh, where are they keeping Walt on it's ice? A small uh, this is, anyway, Allison. Well, I'm Allison Means. Um, I did the Disney College program, uh, Fall Advantage 2010. So I was there. You were in college in 2010? I graduated college yeah. in 2010, yeah. I'm so freaking old. Um, so I moved down to Orlando in June of 2010, and I worked there on my internship through January of 2011. Best job I ever had, hands down. <laughs> you picked the right time to be in 10 out of 10, would go back. <laughs> it, it got cold that year. Oh. It was 60. <laughs> no, like 30. <laughs> it, it got down to like 30, really? and then everyone panicked. <laughs> oh my God, I gotta wear a coat. They bring out, I had to buy a coat. I didn't bring one down with me, I had to <laughs> buy one. Ah. Was it okay, Disney? but um, no, it was not. You worked from uh, H&M. Where did you I work worked there? in the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Yeah, that's right. I was a fairy godmother in training, ah. aka a fidget. <laughs> now, did you work at Downtown Disney or in the castle? I was primarily at Downtown Disney, now Disney Springs. Right. And mm-hmm. they actually now have their own standalone boutique. Oh, that's cool. Uh-huh. And it's beautiful, and I'm mad that I don't work there. Um, but I primarily worked there, but I did get sent out, get deployed to the castle. They call it deployment. <laughs> Believe it or not. Well, yeah, so you're I've going the, into battle I've when you're working the there. Bobby Boutique. One of them was mine, so yes, it is going to battle. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that Christmas, Christmas Day 2010, oh, I actually worked at Cinderella's Castle. How cool is that, though? It I mean, was like, so legit. It was probably... Like kind of awful, but at the same time, how you know cool what? is that? It really wasn't bad because I loved my job. I yeah. loved every second of being there. Mm. And when you signed up in August, you knew you were going to be there at Christmas Day, that right? I mean, you're an intern. You're definitely working every holiday. <laughs> but it's kind of cool to get to see all those holidays. You know, I got to see Fourth of July. I got to see Halloween. I got to see Thanksgiving. I got to see Christmas and New Year's. I mean, I got all the good stuff at Disney World. It was Absolutely. incredible. Okay, so here's my thing. I need I need quick fire responses to these. Okay. I, I'm not going to give you every answer because at some point I would like to work for them again, and I can't give away all the trade secrets. So this is going to be a lot of buying no so many companies. We all probably work for them anyway. Listen, yeah, exactly. No, I probably. I'm work sure for they them. own the state of Illinois. Yeah, so. I, I have plenty of Facebook friends that are higher ups, and I can't. I can't get things. So what are your, okay, what you, are can, you can answer no comments if you want. I will decline if okay. they are things I don't want to say. Okay. Is Walt being kept in the Magic Castle on ice somewhere? No. Okay. Is there actually a secret room in Cinderella's Castle where guests can stay? Guests cannot stay there anymore. It is Make-A-Wish only. It's Make-A-Wish families only. Okay. Or celebrities sometimes. Um, not anymore. I thought Katy Perry stayed there like last summer. Mm, as is far as I know, summer? as far as I know, they stopped. <coughs> they stopped letting people do it because they want to reserve it for Make-A-Wish families. Wasn't it's it, cool. Wasn't it like, it's gorgeous. I've been in it. The first year they opened it up, it was like, hey, we randomly picked people in the mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was, was the year, of a, year of a million dreams, and ah. people were randomly was selected. Like, your, your questions are like ten years too old. Okay. Um, is the Halloween show as awesome as it seems? Best yes. all year. Because <laughs> you've go, seen go, it too. Go. Uh-huh. You have to go. Best. 
Best parade. Best parade, hands down. It is bullshit and Hocus that they screw up. It is bullshit that they screw up the Haunted Mansion because I don't That's like, only at Disneyland. I don't That's like Nightmare Land. That's only at land. Okay. I don't like Nightmare right, Not second. at World. At World, it does not change. Uh, fourth, is the Tower of Terror actually haunted? <laughs> Varying reports. I okay. didn't work there, so there's something I can't say. I can't say from <laughs> personal <laughs> experience. We actually have a friend of the cast who did work there for about a year and a half. So True. maybe we, we can have him. We can, yeah, he. Well, he's been at the safaris now for. Kilimanjaro like safaris. Six, yeah, I have lots of friends that worked at safaris. Shout yeah. out Rhino's Disney Show. Yeah. <laughs> Do they all get to be yeah. painted blue next year for Avatar? I don't, I don't know. No, no, so. anyway, Separate we, land. Wait, one last one. Kelly, we'll have Kelly on one yes. of these episodes. Yeah, Kelly Trier. We want you on this up. One of these episodes. Last one. Uh, which princess is the most annoying? Most annoying? Yes. In Which like princess? my personal Yes, in your opinion? personal opinion. Who was that one chick? Yeah, who was that one princess? Um, you were like, I will cut you. <laughs> well, I didn't interact with the princesses a whole lot. Okay. We were we were kept pretty separate. We're just in different rooms. Godmother's in training. We're just in different rooms. They're busy. We're busy. The Uber Minches on the other side of the castle. <laughs> one time story. Uh oh. I was working at the castle and I guess all the princesses, it must have been a slow day over at Cinderella's Royal Table. <laughs> so all of the princesses from Cinderella's Royal Table just showed up in the boutique. Oh. And the kids lost oh, their minds. That's awesome. Unexpectedly. You know, we incredible. didn't know what was happening. The little girl, the little princess whose hair I was doing, um, got a kiss from Snow White. So she had oh. red lips on her cheek and we just left them. Oh, that's awesome. That's pretty adorable. It was pretty great. Didn't answer my question, but I will. I did you one better. I told you You told did. You, you awesome told me story. a great story. And so, <laughs> I just want to point out, you know, Disney makes profit on a lot of things, but I swear to God, they make more money off the Bippity Boppy Boutique than anything else anywhere because I spent way too much money on a Snow White dress. <laughs> and a now, the burp. dresses aren't the same amount oh of money in the boutique that they are anywhere else in the park. I know, but I still had to pay for could it. Have, could have bought it before you went. A lot of people <laughs> buy them beforehand at the Disney store or whatever and bring them play with them. them. Yeah, and the, the you, fidgets will still put them in the room and let them have their whole magical moment where the they fidgets. see their dress. The fidgets. Well, yes. see when, when I'm a fidget. When mom and dad when mom and dad forget to make the reservation, and they have to run to the thing. You, I'm surprised you got one. I was at the well. I was at the front of the line and running. You got a cancellation <laughs> spot. Like, yeah. <laughs> I gotta spend my three hundred dollars on bullshit. Let's it's do this. Stop throwing children out of the way. Hundred and eighty days. As soon as you hit that hundred and eighty days, make your boutique reservations make your BR guest reservations. So, I'm a terrible parent. Here we go. We're going to go into uh, <laughs> some last housekeeping about Beyond the Mouse. Uh, Mousekeeping? Mousekeeping. <laughs> so, the first thing is, uh, what are we drinking? I'm, I'm showing it to you like you can see us. Yes, can't you all see? Hold it up to the look great. Oh. We're, wa- we're drinking some Jingle Java from Bent River Brewing Company in Rock Island, Illinois. Mm. Uh, it is delightful. Actually, Moline, Illinois is where we always went to, uh, to Bent River, right there, right in our own hometown. We, yeah, but I think they are based in Rock Island, aren't they? they? I think the original brewery was in Rock yeah. Island, and now they've got breweries in both Rock Island. They're and my Moline. favorite micro. Yeah, absolutely. They're this incredible. This delightful. Uh, I enjoy available it. Available at Hy-Vee, available regionally, I believe, so go check <laughs> that out. So Again, I love how we try to make this as small a podcast as possible. It's at Hy-Vee, and everyone around the world <laughs> what the fuck is a Hy-Vee? Hey, hey. Hy-Vee's a national brand, isn't what it? No, it's yeah. not. It's, it's a regional. regional. Oh, really? Yeah. But anyway, where there's a helpful smile on every eye. Uh, hey. Jingle Java, <laughs> just, it, it reminds me of Christmas. Ever since uh, I turned 21, just being able to have this beer just reminds me that it's Christmas time. Uh, if you ever find yourself in the quad 
Quad Cities inside Bent River, what you can do is there's this magical period between Thanksgiving and Christmas where they have both Jingle Java and Sweet Potato Ale on tap. Oh. If you do, they also sell that at Hy-Vee right now. If you mix them, if you mix them about half and half, it tastes like. Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner all rolled into one. It's a, it's incredible. Are we so, talking like Willy Wonka level, like of, I, of the full meal in one thing? Like okay. yeah, absolutely, just like the like the, the, the one meal gum. Exactly. So go out there, support a local uh, microbrew. Go get some Jingle Java and just enjoy your Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, or holiday as far of your as beyond the or holiday of your choice. Indeed, we want to be yes, <laughs> Christmas, multicultural Hanukkah, podcast here, Kwanzaa. <laughs> Winter solstice, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, um, winter solstice in there. Listen, area. Yeah. <laughs> We're not judging you. No. Celebrate however you want. Damn right. I'll judge you for but other reasons. Do watch Krampus Christmas if you Carol. like Krampus. I mean, come on. That's still a Christmas thing. <laughs> yes, it is. So normally on Beyond the Mouse, we would spend some time talking about the parks, and then we would go into uh, maybe a full review of something new, and then talk about a classic. Well. This month we're just going to go right in and talk about the classic. I will say, for Brandon. Uh, I will say we're going to um, we're going to talk about Moana in January. Yes. That's my plan. Yay. It's good. We we'll saw also it. talk a lot about park news in January. One of the so much. basically the the biggest piece of news just to throw out there is what Scott mentioned. They finally have announced <laughs> that at, that Pandora: The World of Avatar will be opening at Disney's Animal Kingdom in the summer of 2017. When wow. no one gives a damn about Avatar. <laughs> you know what, though? There's Here's more the deal. movies forthcoming. I, they've so. been saying that for eight it years. It has been delayed again. I will say this. I did not particularly care for the story of Avatar. However, Ferngully meets uh, Dancing with Wolves. Right, exactly. Beautiful. But if you think about the visuals and what mm-hmm. Disney's going to be able to do with that, I'm pretty excited about that. That and also, Rivers I've always wanted to... Yeah, I've always wanted to Whenever that ride. At the uh, same time. That's when it's supposed to open. Was it supposed to open like last year this time? They, they previewed it, um, but they wanted to make more stuff cool. coincide. I saw some of the some barges were sinking was the rumor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some video of the, of the previews and it was really outstanding. So, okay, it's so that's opening like both parks? Well, no, just at uh, Walt Disney World in oh, Orlando. Orlando. The true park. So okay. it's, the uh, park. it's opening up at Disney's Animal no, Kingdom I mean, in the summer. And no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. It's the best park. The cool it's part also not a park it. with a Tower of Terror, so <laughs> it is the best park. The cool, the cool part about it is that you'll be able to go into Disney's Animal Kingdom at night, night too, time. which is really neat. Ooh, that's cool. I, Having I actually wait. been there at night, I can tell you it's so legit. Yeah, I can't wait to do Everest at night. Yeah, I, yeah Tim yeah, and Kara yeah, yeah. got to do it on their honeymoon, and they were really pumped about it. Like they loved it. Maybe so when so they open Avatar, they'll fix the uh, about roll snowman. So one last, doubt it, one last part question then: yeah. When does uh, Star Wars Land take over as well? So Star Wars Land has not been announced when it's going to be complete. But if you you can go online, um, one of the YouTube channels. That I watch a lot is the Tim Tracker. Mm-hmm. It's this guy. It's his. Uh, it's a husband and wife that just go into the parks all the time, and they do construction updates a lot of times about and uh, about Hollywood Studios in particular. Mm. And Shout you can kind of see over uh, <laughs> some of the barriers and stuff like that. Yeah. There's no more uh, streets of. New York. Streets of America, that's all oh, gone, yeah. and um, they are definitely working for so Toy that's Story where, Land and also mm-hmm. for Star Wars so, Land. So, yeah, where is Star Wars Land taking over, over in, in Orlando? So is it kind of, no, is it like, there, where is it, it taking been up in the park? So, so, they have, so, have, you been, have you been, I've been to Orlando. 
way back in the back corner of the Where park no one goes. was the um, Lights, Lights Motors, Motors Action, action sure, yeah. stunt show. I yeah. went to some of their last performances. Aww. That area is going to be pretty much what Star Wars Land is going to be. I got to, to sit be. in the cars. Okay. Ooh, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm kind of annoyed they got rid of that backstage tour because it had the Fly of the Navigator spaceship back there. <laughs> it did! It did. It did. I, and by the way, just saying. claiming that shit. It's a Disney movie, but that's a flashback. I'm fine with that. It's got Pee Herman in it. He wanted to fight for Muppets, and that's so, it. So, we'll, we'll update you on a lot more park news. And then also, in February, I am 75 days away from basking in the glow of the Disney dream. I'm so I, jealous. Uh, tomorrow, oh, yes. I am booking our additional excursions and things like nice. that. We're considering uh, we're just considering an eight-course meal while we're on the do boat. It, do just it, why do wouldn't it, you? Do it, do I mean, it, it's it. there. Yeah, so, uh, so anyway, do we're, we're going to start doing that tomorrow. I think I'm going to need I'm a really live tweeting of that meal. If anybody has like, would you like my college debt? <laughs> And we've decided. If anybody's eaten, any listeners have eaten at Victorian Alberts, please like send us an email and tell us all about it. Because I never managed Call to into eat the show. there. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, while Call I while show. I worked Skype, at Disney, man. and it's like a bucket list thing. Absolutely, that that's so cool, and uh, I'm really excited about that. We're also doing one day in the park, and we're gonna probably try to do four parks in one day. We haven't decided yet. It can yet. be done. Um, I but, have done it. Hey, we maybe, are trying maybe that. Maybe so, you get to see Beauty and the Beast a little rewinding early too. Just real quick, because I know some of you haven't seen it. I probably won't be allowed to be here in January after this. Uh, <laughs> Moana is one of my favorite Disney movies ever. It's really? So I, Sarah and I watched it on uh, Sunday good. and loved it. That's awesome. Uh, loved that's it. Awesome. I haven't Absolutely seen it loved yet. It. And now that we Can't are wait. about 20 minutes into this podcast, <laughs> yes. let's forge ahead and talk about Michael Caine and one of his best performances ever. Yeah. Ebenezer Scrooge. So I love this movie so much, but I want to hear what all of you think. What is your first impressions? We'll start with Jeremy. Uh, yeah, this has long been my favorite Christmas movie. I mean, like, it's, I don't think I can call it, like, the best Christmas movie because, you know, like, there's, you know, just classics that, can, that hold a certain candle there, but this is the one that I never get sick of watching, I, and I really don't like. And this is our tradition, uh, Sarah and I. Every Christmas morning, we put this on. We eat our breakfast casserole. And we open presents to it, and it's just because, like, I don't know. It's just such an infectious movie. I mean, like, and I think it's because I mean I want to give a special shout out to the songs. I just think the songs in oh, this are so yeah. great. But the way that, like, it's the fact that Michael Caine is like taking it completely seriously as Scrooge. He actually gives one of the better Scrooge turns that I think we've seen in movie history. And I'm not being ironic about that at all. I mean, he's great in this part. And I don't know, like, we'll talk more about favorite scenes and stuff, but I just think the movie is just so delightful, just from start to finish, and I never, ever get sick of watching it. Agreed. Allison? One of my absolute favorite Christmas movies, along with... Big point of contention mm-hmm. for the podcast, White Christmas. Uh-huh. For me, those are my two. It's not Christmas unless I've watched it. Did you have a chance to listen to the classic? I did. Okay. I did. It wasn't so much like a versus as it was like Compared a mutual love of both. You yeah. might have been disguising it, Craig, but that was a versus. <laughs> <laughs> And I think we all know where you come down on this. I'm the only one that had like a hard set opinion on that. Like like Anna and Brandon are like, like we recorded that. We recorded that in my basement, and Brandon like comes down and he's like, "So I think Jeremy wants this to be kind of like a 
battle, but like, you know, they're good. <laughs> of course. The most Brandon Davis thing to say. <laughs> of course he did. Exactly what he said. Of course, Brandon. Like, I, I just like them both. <laughs> yeah, I just like them both. But you know what? You wanna get you wanna get him to fight you on something? Talk about the blind side. The blind side. <laughs> Woo, buddy. He loves that movie. Him and Jeremy will go... We have battles about this movie for many, many years. For years. <laughs> I um, mean, But yeah. no, Muppets Christmas Carol is... It's not Christmas unless I've watched it mm-hmm. more than once. Definitely. Hot take. Um, the Love is Gone is one of the best songs in the movie. Oof. It's such a disservice that they cut it out whenever they show it on TV. Mm. Um, yeah, I just love... I love everything about it. Rizzo's my favorite Muppet. <laughs> He's great so in this, too. <laughs> he really gets to shine in this he movie. He are just so funny in this. <laughs> it's just, it's so excellent. And really, I mean, when they get into the, you know, the um, Christmas future, it, it gets a little scary. I remember seeing mm-hmm. it as a kid and being really freaked out. I don't pull right? punches at all. Because, no. I mean, even, like, the Marleys are, are terrifying, Marley you know. Marley. Like, if you, if you think about the visuals, though, I mean, obviously, we we love those guys, and, like, so we we notice them right away. But as a mm-hmm. kid, like, that scene can be kind of creepy. Dude, yeah. Stella yeah, yeah, yeah. and Waldorf are, are, like, the voice of the generation. Okay, I'm just gonna say especially, that right now. Especially now. What <laughs> <laughs> generation is that? I, the, every generation. <laughs> Cranky baby boomers. We liked it better when you weren't speaking. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, God, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, this is my second favorite adaptation of A Christmas Carol. Well, oh, it's uh, the first. What's the first? Um, you'll all have to guess. I'm an '80s boy. Scrooged. Hell yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I love that movie. It's on Netflix right now. Oh, it is. Totally is. Such a great movie. We'll have to do that someday. Yeah, we will. He's not claiming that. (laughs) (laughs) Why (laughs) would I claim that movie? (laughs) He's not claiming Scrooge. So, was I going to be able to talk? Yeah. (laughs) If you want to talk about this movie... No, I, it, Heartwarming Christmas film. I'm a extremely devolves big, into fist. Fight. I'm an extremely big fan of uh, the Muppets. I think this is probably the second best Muppet film of all time. Muppet Takes Manhattan. Yes, yes, Ooh, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then this one, and then I probably after that, the Muppet Pipples movie. Pipples is Pipples. Um, just because it's a classic. But the new the Muppet Rainbow Connection is like uh, the best way to intro a movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had songs uh, that were from movies, but not. <laughs> that was it. Oh, that's a battle for another day, my friend. Those, so yeah, I was the only one who actually. <laughs> yeah, we did that. <laughs> yes. We did have the battle. And yeah, I was. And the I one did who not know the rules. Scott claimed <laughs> victory in that. <laughs> Default, default. <laughs> anyway, uh, but no, I think it's it's uh, very good. Uh, it's is it the first one after yeah. Jim died? So he wasn't involved in this one at all. No, right? um, this was, yes, this was, was the, the first, first one released after. It was the first, first one released that he was not involved. Yeah, in. so um, Steve Whitmire is the one that voiced Kermit the Frog and actually um, did a lot of. Uh, little bits and pieces of trivia on this. So some of it's going to come from IMDb. Other than that, it comes from uh, the making of the, the movie mm-hmm. and all that. So I'm not sure where the source is on this, but um, Steve Whitmire actually had a, a dream because he was very nervous about voicing Kermit the Frog. Understandably. I mean, I mean, I imagine that that would be incredibly trying. And now uh, Jim's son Brian is the one that directed this film. So mm-hmm. he was kind of coaching him along, telling mm-hmm. him that he'll be fine, he'll be fine. And then um, it, it, he had a dream where he saw Jim Henson 
and Jim. Was he the ghost of Christmas future? <laughs> <laughs> no, but really. Like, he, he opened the rope, picking yeah. Kermit around under there. <laughs> <laughs> he he uh, expressed to Jim in this dream that he was very trepidatious about doing this voice. And Jim's and, like, why are you talking to a dead man? Person. <laughs> yeah. and, and Jim told him it would be alright. And I think he did a he did, did such he do a fantastic job. <laughs> so that would have been the that would be awesome. <laughs> I am right. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, Steve Whitmire did this. It was the first movie uh, post uh, yeah. the death of Jim Henson. Well, because there was a couple movies that were like in production before he passed mm-hmm. away, but this was the first one that like he had no connection to. Right. right. And then there was Muppets in Space. Oh. oh. And Muppets oh. Treasure Island. And Muppets was oh. I will defend Muppets Treasure Island. I will, Treasure I will, Island. I will not defend Muppets from Space. I've never actually seen Muppets Wizard of Oz. No comments. But no, I, uh, my, my big memory from this actually has nothing to do with the film itself, but I was in middle school choir before they realized I couldn't sing. Uh, and it, was, it was like... You got far, man. It was middle school, so... Yeah. It was middle school, so like everyone gets trophies, everyone gets in the choir. Right. Uh, and uh, we sang... Um, oh, God, I even just looked it up, and I forgot it. Um, oh, God. Um, the last song that Scrooge sings, help me out. The love we found, or no, what? No, With no. a joyful heart and a yeah. thankful song. Yeah, 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 that one. to share the world. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. With a handful hand and a thankful heart. I think, yeah, yeah, I think, hand it, and a thankful I, heart. I think, I think it's a thankful heart. Is yeah. What the song's <laughs> but yeah, so that's my main memory is you know us all singing that terribly. Great musical. ending song. Like, yeah, great ending song. Just, Absolutely, we'll get it's a into nice the songs, little bow yeah. on the whole thing. Yeah. Thankful yeah. heart. So, my first impressions of this movie, I uh, remember this being like my first real version of A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. I don't remember sure. any versions before that. I've, I've went back and I've, I've watched a lot of versions of The Christmas Carol and I've read the Dickens book mm-hmm. because I am one, I, I am a person that just eats up Christmas. Mm-hmm. I always have, <laughs> uh, ever since a long time ago where um, Scott will, Scott, you know, when it was a Christmas tradition that we would always uh, lie. We would always we would always lie to our parents. <laughs> <laughs> we would always we would always uh, hop in bed with our grandma, Aww. and she would we would talk about like stories, and she would like Aww. we would listen for Santa uh, reindeer Aww. on the roof and stuff like that. That's so sweet. And uh, I remember watching Christmas Car- Muppet Christmas Carol uh, on VHS a lot of those years and so it's just super endearing to me and I, I love the season of Christmas and I think that this movie did a lot to help ingrain that in me and, and really make it to where Christmas is my absolute favorite time of year. Yeah. Um, so I mean yeah you raise up a good point that I just thought of though like where did it, like the, obviously the a Christmas Carol has very few ad- film adaptations um, <laughs> but like the does, most of any book like, ever I, I'd be interested to hear how everybody else feels about like, like how does this stack up I mean I know this you said this, this is, is your second two. favorite for yours but like how does this match up for you two about, like, as, like, far as, as far as a Christmas Carol adaptations um, I'd say this is my favorite adaptation okay. my second favorite is probably um, the Patrick Stewart Christmas I was going Carol. to call that one out. Yes, because he's one of my favorite actors of all time. He's amazing. He's so good. <laughs> he's 
He actually did that show, the one that they filmed for TNT, but he did it as, as a, a one-man one show, show on Broadway, no! which I would have literally just killed anyone in this room to see. Sorry, guys. But, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, though. Like, it's Patrick Stewart's is really high up there for me, just be, just based on his performance. But It's sort of apples and think, oranges. Yeah, though. but, I mean, like, I, I also just, like, as long as I'm right here on this topic, give a special shout-out. If you haven't seen the Christmas Carol musical with Kelsey Grammer that it Hallmark produced, really good and it's a score by Alan Menken which mm-hmm. is of course why I love it so much but like it's really really good and he gives a great performance but yeah one of those definitive scrooges but yeah I just wanted to know Craig how does this match up for you with other Christmas carols I mean it's, to me like just because I have such a big connection to this movie I I it doesn't there's none that really truly compare with it mm. I do enjoy I it's it came out in the 30s sometime it was like that yeah, it's that yeah, penal, yeah. It, it's what's considered one of the best Christmas carols um, mm-hmm. and I do enjoy that uh, considerably, and I know that Brandon is listening to this yelling at me. With the name of, of who I think it was Alistair that. Sim, maybe. Yeah, is yes. that or that mm-hmm. might have been the fifties, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, Alistair Sim was one of the big ones. Yeah, and then of course George C. Scott did it in the fifties, I think, but. Yeah. And Bill Murray did it in the 80s. And Bill Murray did it in the 80s. <laughs> so let's just jump right in and talk about um, some of our favorite characters in this. And let's not uh, get stuck on talking about Kermit for like nine, <laughs> nine Can years. we talk about how creepy Kermit is when him and his son are walking down the street. <laughs> the visual of that. The I little look, legs. I kind of agree. Like the Muppets, when you see Muppets walking, it is it, a little it looked, jarring. Like, it looked like they really tried CGI in that, and it was creepy as hell. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit jarring when you see Muppets walking. It's a Dance. <laughs> yeah, they well, were skipping down the highway. I'll, I'll jump right in right here, and I already said it. I think Rizzo and Gonzo Rizzo. make this movie. Oh, well, yeah. The banter that they have back and forth. I mean, like, because it's... You I know, know, like, the back of my hand. There's a mole. <laughs> There's a mole. <laughs> but it's just, like, the lines that they have, like, there's movies that have used this, like, narrators breaking the fourth wall and all type thing before, but I don't know. There's something about, like, the Muppets brand of humor that mm-hmm. is just works so well and is so good on display in this movie. I mean, you you know, like when he falls down the chimney onto the turkey or the the goose, and he yeah. says, "Like you get to have all the fun" or something like that. And <laughs> stuff. Like it's just like so ridiculous, like that. It's definitely like the straight man and the weirdo. Well, how about the very beginning of the movie where uh, they start the narration, and Gonzo immediately goes. Marley was dead to begin with, and Rizzo's just like, well, that's a little dark. Isn't it? Like, this is a kid's movie. This is why I love Rizzo so much. My favorite Rizzo Gonzo scene is when Rizzo's scared of heights climbing over the gate. With the jelly beans? Yeah. yeah. He, he, he jumps down and realizes, oh, I forgot my cheat, or jelly beans. And he runs <laughs> through, the through the gate. And, and Gonzo's just looking at him like, what the hell are you on? Doesn't he, does he like walk away and say, like, you're a moron or something? Like, this is the only Muppet show and movie I've ever seen where Gonzo plays a straight man and it's perfect exactly exactly and that's kind of why i love it yeah serious gonzo is just not a thing you ever think you'll see or would ever work but it works so well yeah another one of my favorite parts of their narration is when um Michael Caine towards the end of the film when he has had that turn as Scrooge and is going out and wishing everyone Merry Christmas he just taps them on the head yeah. as he's walking yeah. by and I love like that because it totally them. breaks the, the fourth and, wall even that much further than and when he opens the window and just sprays them yeah. <laughs> that too that too this but, uh, movie is so masterful with just the little background things 
Oh, yeah. Like the penguins ice skating. Oh, it's so sweet. And just every scene has so much going on in the background that doesn't distract. But once you've seen the film a couple of times, you can really pay attention to that stuff. And it it's, keeps it fresh. Yeah. Here's the one thing that distracted me. The Ghost of Christmas mm-hmm. Past is a terrible Muppet. Oh yeah, that was. Uh, oh, the, the child, the, the, the yeah. floating child. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the other one's kind of a creepy Muppet. It was, yeah, yeah, it was just a little creepy. I just yeah. thought it wasn't that good. Now the other two are great. Christmas Present is oh, amazing. Yes. I love it. Come in and know me, me better, man. man. Oh, I think that's oh, gotta be the oh. best representation that mm-hmm. in across the oh, board. Yeah. He's great. I just the the Christmas past one. Is just, I, I will agree with you I mean, there. I'm not because even saying it's, 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 a, it's a bad Muppet. I always it's like they, they put so much time and effort into this film, and it paid off. Except for we're just gonna make this thing here. Well, and I, I'll agree with you. I thought it was creepy the first time I saw it. Like, just I like no, shame. but I mean, I'll agree with you. <laughs> like I thought it was creepy the first time I saw it. Then it's also got like that you know Cockney child accent. But I think, it's it, like, I think it's. I was if like, you no, read, no, 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 no. When you read the book, it's a little creepy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But you see, also, I love that they, like, you know, obviously the script writers give that Muppet brand of humor all over this mm-hmm. movie, but then they still bring in, like, all those old lines from the Christmas Carol, like, mm-hmm. you know, that these are these are but images of the past, yeah. and what, that they are what they are, don't blame me. Like, A I, bit of undigested. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is one of the better adaptations of pulling straight from the Dickens. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, of course, that comes a lot from Gonzo and his he's narration. Actually like, he's, actually, yeah. he's claiming to be Charles Dickens. Like, he's telling he's the he story. Is. He Charles is Charles Dickens. Dickens. Wow. So, any uh, other than Gonzo and Rizzo, anybody really stand out to you? You told me I couldn't talk about Kermit. <laughs> I just meant you. I don't want to talk about Kermit's filmography. Yeah, <laughs> I want to talk specifically as Bob Cratchit, if that's who. No, you're. no. I think that I think that obviously there's a the. the the Cratchit family is kind of weird with all the little pigs running around. I'm trying to figure out how biologically that works. <laughs> I guess it's kind of like Jurassic Park. They found a way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the girls were pigs and all the boys were frogs. Tina like, and Belinda. I feel Emily. like maybe when they were making those directorial choices, pig frog sex wasn't like uh, a thing that they were thinking of. Nope. They were like, this, this is, really... is a movie for children. <laughs> Have you seen like the? Uh, there's the guy from Utah that does all of like the inspirational billboards and stuff. It's the, um, it does all the commercials too. It's the inspirational stuff. Oh my, whatever. Mm. There's the billboard where it's a picture of Kermit and Frog and it says, uh, born in the swamp, married a pig and Hollywood star. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I think that, yeah, like the, there's actually a lot of like, I don't know. I don't think Kermit's ever made me quite as emotional in a movie, Muppet movie oh, as this when one. Uh, Muppets take Manhattan. I mean, like, kills Muppets take Manhattan. Time. I mean, like, there's emotional Better moments, but like, Better I think that, like, just like, it's so weird because I'm talking about a puppet, but it's just like, no, you're not. You're talking about a Muppet. About a Muppet. But like, there's a, there really, is a huge difference. Like, sometimes in a Christmas story, you know, you can kind of detach a little from the Cratchits because uh-huh. you know that story so well. But like, this one, man, you feel it. Like, you, when Tiny Tim dies, you are literally hard. Heartbroken, mm-hmm. and like you know that that Muppet is adorable. Well, and I, think, and I think it's, yeah. it's the line where Kermit is asked by one of his pig children. Uh, they say they miss Tiny Tim, and he mm-hmm. just kind of breaks up. And I'm like, 
that Muppet is bringing me to tears. Exactly. What's going on here? Well, no, that scene is just like, like I don't get it. It's just, they're Muppets. They're, they're they're pieces of cloth with hands in them, and yet you're literally like, oh my god, Like this, the room is literally as sad as hell right now, and I can't help but be sad with them. Well, even, it's crazy. Uh, even Cratchit, when he's like arguing for the the coal, extra coal mm-hmm. for the rats mm-hmm. and everything. I mean, he, he, he played... This is my island in the sun. But the way that they have Kermit play that character, I mean, it's, it's, it's the perfect, perfect blend. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, when you're doing the Muppet Christmas Carol, I guess maybe the first idea pitched could have been to have him play Scrooge. Scrooge, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because he's your he is your Muppet. He's the face of the franchise. But to bring in a human Scrooge and to interact with all these Muppets in such a seamless way, and, and to do it in such a serious way, which is, uh, I'm going to end up talking about Michael Caine, so don't steal that Dude, one. Dude, um, you and I are going to have a big discussion then, because I love him. Uh, so not good. to talk about him quite yet. I mean, I, it's just the, the way that... Steve Whitmire played Kermit. I think it's perfect. It, it is a perfect mm-hmm. continuation of what Jim Henson did with the character. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, because I... Okay, so I'm reading uh, Jim Henson biography, and uh, they talked about one of the first times that Jim decided that the Muppets were going to be his thing because he had never wanted puppetry to be his staple. He mm-hmm. wanted to go off into TV production. He felt like no one did puppets, so if he learned how to do that well, he could get into TV and gotcha. then he could he can go make springboards on the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was his uh interaction with one of the kids they brought in the, uh on set um for one of the Muppet shows and just talk about the interaction that Kermit had with that little girl that like everyone just knew this was early on in the 60s, and everyone just knew that this was going to be this man's life. Because yeah. mm-hmm. just uh, his interaction with kids and how Kermit was able to speak to kids. Same thing happened to me as a kid with mm-hmm. watching this movie and seeing Bob Cratchit. And I, it, it, he did, Steve Whitmire did such a great job of bringing that character to life after Jim Henson's death. And I just think he deserves a lot of acclaim for that. Yeah, I mean, he's oh, kind yeah. of he's kind of our moral center in this. I mean, Bob Cratchit always is in, mm-hmm. the, in the Christmas Carol story, but like, you know, when, when Kermit's there saying, you know, like, oh, let's get, you know, let's let's get these gifts, you know, like, oh, you know, the, the workers deserve some stuff. Oh, it's Christmas. Most people take it off. It's totally believable, even though, again, you have to kind of suspend your disbelief with the whole it's puppetry easy, aspect it's of it. It's easy to, to fall into hokey, schmaltzy. Yes. And especially, you would think, with puppets <laughs> doing it, with Muppets, Muppets doing, doing it. No, I was just saying, there's not real much schmaltz when they're talking about where they put the gravestone for their child. No, but yeah. this, I don't mean he that particular part. I'm like, oh, God. But you see, like that, just right there, man. Like that, and, he, and he stops. He's like... He, he, he liked the, and he just tra- trails off. Yeah. Like, oh my God. God. It's just like, how many actors can't make you do that? <laughs> but there's Kermit the Frog making you hate your life at the this moment. The Frog brings a lot of humanity <laughs> to the role. It really the does. But you're right, it's a, it's a perfect blend of like vulnerability mm-hmm. and, and just also charm that Kermit's always had. It's, oh, it's yeah. a really great blend. Absolutely. Not Michael Caine. <laughs> Not Michael Caine. Okay. I mean, uh, whatever. We'll, we'll all spend on Michael Caine I mean, here. Rizzo is my all-time favorite Muppet, hands sure. down, and he is not on better showcase in 
any Muppet this movie than this. This is his best movie. This is Rizzo's he shining moment. Yes, well, because he's say... also in he's also in Takes Manhattan, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have as much screen time. No, he doesn't. No. But he also has a huge part in Muppets Take Manhattan. He does. He does. Yeah. He does. And that's where I fell in, in love with him. Because when I think of a fry cook, I think of Matt Ryan. Exactly. Well, and that's why he's got Rizzo's Pizzeria down at Walt Disney World. Yeah, I am so excited. And I mean, you know, he does also have a very big role in Muppet Treasure Island. But did you know that I just saw the sign on the Rizzo's Pizzeria place, and it says uh, "Best Pizza on the Planet," but only Pizza Planet. Pizza Planet. And, yes. Yes. Yeah, isn't that great? But, I ate there all the time when it was know, Pizza Planet. For people that know the uh, park, you'll appreciate that. Um, it was it was a very convenient quick service location, and I ate there a lot when I was a cast I bet, member. I bet. I, as long as we're on Muppets, if you don't mind me jumping yeah, in, yeah, go for it. Definitely, one of my favorite Muppets has always been, I think, underappreciated, but he's great in this. Sam the Eagle is hilarious oh. in this movie. Yes, it is the American way. <laughs> what? The, it is the, the British, British way. way. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that was a always, good Sam the Eagle. <laughs> Remember how I always thought it was our professor at LCU, Chris Simpson? <laughs> Shout out to Chris Simpson. Um, slash Sam the Eagle. Yeah, slash Sam the Eagle. Uh, we, he was one of our philosophy professors. Uh, we tried to get him to do, to say, ju- we tried to get him to say in class, you all are a bunch of weirdos, like every day, and he would never do never it. Never did it. Um, but no, like he's, like just that one scene, I mean, just like the kid is even mesmerized. He's like, yes, headmaster. Like, <laughs> he can't even, like, the kid's acting is terrible because there's Sam the Eagle destroying the scene, like always. Man, I <laughs> love Sam the Eagle. He does such a great job. Sam the Eagle, underappreciated Muppet for sure. Coming, I keep talking about parks, but anyway, they just released the Muppet Show yeah. uh, in Liberty Square in uh, Magic Kingdom, and nice. Sam Eagle plays a prominent role because nice. it's tales of American history yes. with the Muppets. And uh, so you got to go on. Are you kidding? You me? can find it on it's YouTube. Gonna be the best. So they did. Uh, it's, it's already the Liberty Square they was like the only bastard, non-bastardized version of that park. <laughs> it's actually well, in the are. Hall of Presidents. No, <laughs> they do this. Uh, do they get rid of the Hall of Presidents? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Lincoln better be there till they Judgment Day. Yes, it should. They will never get rid of Hall although, of Presidents. Although they're going to have to make a robot Trump now. Uh, they're already started on it. Actually. Uh, yeah. uh, I love. I bet he's gonna. I bet he's gonna <laughs> charge him for it. It's uh, anyway. Uh-huh. He'll license um, it. Anyway, so yeah, Sam Eagle's fantastic. But we never got Rizzo. 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 Forever I know, but Rizzo. We already talked about Rizzo. Do you have any other characters you like? Okay. <laughs> <that's fine. laughs> Also, just like I know, I keep jumping in. I'm sorry, but like I love that they turned Fozzie Wig from Fezzy Wig. Oh, yeah. There's a great, great wordplay there. I mean, it seems natural, but also then when you get him there, the fact that it's a Scrooge works at the Rubber Chicken Factory. <laughs> I mean, uh, like it's just great. I love that animals in that scene just like getting more and more <laughs> pissed triangle. off. That's the one thing about this movie. That's what I'm saying. The background stuff. If you like, if you come off the older stuff. The main characters, aside from Miss Piggy and Kermit and Gonzo, get kind of put in the background a lot more in this mm-hmm. film. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. The secondary players yeah. get to have a moment, yeah. And, I mean, just Staller and Waldorf in that scene are great. I mean, just the speech. He's just, that was your speech? It was dumb. It was short. It was short. We are <laughs> And then, of course, uh, Stadler and Waldorf in the Marley and Marley scene. Marley and Marley in the is chains, one of the um, best numbers. <laughs> piece of trivia there is they designed that because of Bob Marley and the Whalers. And the Whalers, so they, the whaling all boxes. All the locks and all the boxes <laughs> wailing around them. Which is great character design. Oh, I love yeah. That. I love that. So let's talk about Michael Caine. 
Yes. Let's talk about, we'll talk about this Michael being Caine. one of his best performances. <laughs> the size of Tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst British. Go ahead. No, 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 I need to get one. I need more. Give me another one. What about, what about Tangerine? <laughs> I'm good. I love that you're going for the Dark Knight quote. But I want another line. Anyway, before he was Alfred going to Italy to see a ghost of Christian Bale, he was Ebenezer Scrooge. He sucked. He was Ebenezer Scrooge, and uh, he did such a good job in this. And you, you mentioned it before, but his turn as Ebenezer Scrooge, mm-hmm. you really take it to heart here. I mean, when he goes out and, and asks that that little that little mouse boy to go get him the uh, biggest turkey, and he's like, "It's Bean Bunny." Yeah, what it is, is Bean the Bunny? You're it's right. Bean Bunny. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, so anyway, adorable too. Um, Bean Bunny is adorable. I'm actually yes. reading a Jim Henson autobiography right now. I have no clue Bean he was called Bean Bunny. No idea. Only if you didn't watch the Muppet Show religiously. I did. I mean, I just remember he's the kid. Filmed in Christmas morning, of course. Also, at the parks, Bean Bunny has a pretty prominent role in Muppets 3D. I'll tell you this: Michael Caine in this is probably one of the most believable, complete Scrooges that mm-hmm. I can find. Because here's the reason. Scrooge is so easy at the beginning of a Christmas Carol adaptation to just play him as the just hard-nosed dick of a person that's just like, you know, like just like really grumpy. Kane plays him as a as a guy who's clearly surly and clearly grumpy, but there you feel like there's something, a, re, a very good reason mm-hmm. why he mm-hmm. is. And sometimes with a Christmas Carol with some versions of Ebenezer Scrooge, you just think like, well, you're just mean. Like, uh, like, like, what on earth? Like, well, I don't even want to know your story. But this one, I found like there's just a little bit of a twinge of hurt in like every look that it's he a does in the beginning. Very three dimensional character. Like, you're just like, man, what's your uh, what happened to you, man? Like, mm-hmm. why are you like this? I just like that he plays it straight out of a modest proposal. Let's just have them all die. <laughs> <laughs> and I that's love, why we need that song. Exactly. I love that such a serious actor like Michael Caine took this piece very seriously. Okay, yeah. time out though. I, I get what you're saying, but Michael Caine will take any role given to him. <laughs> Have you seen his filmography? But what I'm saying okay, is in more movies sh- than... The same could be said of something movie. like... <laughs> I agree, he's great in this movie, but let's not sell Michael Caine as like Award a lesbian. Win- Academy Award winning actor. Do not discount this performance, Scott. <laughs> Catch me if you... And I, uh, he was in um, uh, Now You See Me. I was going to say, uh, yes. he's not in Catch Me If You Can. No, also, I really love that movie. <laughs> we could talk about that sometime. That's a great... That's a flashback probably I concur. at this point. Yeah, it's like it's a great movie. Why do I just concur? we got to figure out the 21st century. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we, we got to figure out when it folds in there. But he actually gave uh, Kermit his best acting advice, Kermit said in an interview. Oh. He yeah. came, Michael Caine came up to I'm him. I'm loving this. I'm waiting for you to finish the punchline. This is great. Michael Caine came up to him and said, never blink. <laughs> <laughs> Can do, Michael Caine. <laughs> but Michael Caine could have phoned this in, is what no, I'm saying. No, no, I'm saying and he, he was, didn't phone this he in. He was great in this movie. I'm just saying the man will take any role given and to I, him. And there's, there's a few like moments in this movie where it really shows how serious he's taking it. One... Like like I said, the beginning is great just because of the way he's interacting with like his. I love like when he's interacting with the employees. They're asking for more coal, and he just like randomly starts yelling things like at the end of sentences and stuff. It's really great, but it's once you get to Christmas present and his he starts like dancing around oh with the ghost of Christmas present. It's just like you see like an active change in his face. Like it's just this like lighthearted smile that he has on his face, and, and it's was, so and gorgeous. And the flip side when he is in the scene that. Gets 
gets deleted all the time. Mm. The song we don't like loving with the stuff. love interest mm. is We don't like singing. loving stuff. I'm making a face. You can't see it. um, (laughs) My brain just hurt. (laughs) (laughs) When (laughs) I'm 11, you know? Um, I was going with scanners, but yeah. (laughs) 11 words. But uh, when she is singing, you know, to younger Scrooge and breaking up with him, watching old Scrooge watch it is heartbreaking. And and you're right, like the exact moment when he turns back to the ghost and says, like, you know, why are you showing me this? There's tears in his eyes. Mm -hmm. Like, and you're just like, oh, Scrooge, I don't care. I cry every time. I want you to be happy. I cry every time. I agree with everything you guys say, and I'm going to be negative one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Scott, negative. You're you're approaching Nate territory. No, no, no. no, no, I I, I actually like the movie. I'm kidding. The one thing I would say I'm being, I'm critiquing. I felt that his turn came too early. Obviously, in the story, Scrooge okay. starts more bargaining in Christmas present usually, and saying you know he's starting to understand what's going on, but okay. still is you know trying to just kind of get away with his own stuff. In this film, it felt like because of Kane's performance, he didn't need Christmas Future. He had already made the turn at Christmas mm-hmm. present. And I, I I can I can concede yeah. that a little bit because once Christmas Future does come there and like right when he gets to the graveyard, he's already in he's that tear he's already in that tearful begging, you mm-hmm. know, like a man can change his yeah. stars or what and not stars, that's a night's tale. Um mm-hmm. but like, you know, he <laughs> does he does say something like that, yeah. a man can't change his ways and everything, and he's already getting teary and stuff. And it, you're right, a great performance. I can see that a little bit. I, th- I feel like in other Christmas Carol adaptations, we spend more time in Christmas past than we do in absolutely. this movie. Absolutely. Well, this movie is a lot yeah. shorter than a lot yeah. of adaptations. Yeah, it's only what, Carol. 120. I feel like this uh-huh. one yeah. t- spends a lot of time in the present um, and in the future well, tense more to- because we need to get those scenes with Piggy and Kermit. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I just. When I was I was watching this with my my kid a few days ago because HBO Family has it on every five minutes I guess yes um, and thanks it, for that HBO Go account by the way you're welcome uh, just don't get you know turned off um, <laughs> but no, it it just seemed like with Christmas present he had already made the turn and I felt like he could have played it more of he still needs to be told about you're going to die and people aren't going to care. But I don't think he needed that in this performance. Yeah, I could. But that being said, I'll it's still a great movie. And I, I love when he's watching the spider, you know, figure out how much his stuff is worth. That's yeah. awesome. That spider is that creepy, is creepy as, as hell. That's the creepiest thing in this movie. Creepy as oh. hell. And I'll tell you, I'll pay extra I still think Ghost to Christmas. Yeah. It's just pretty creepy. Um, no, spider. Well, I, can't. I, mean, like, I can't. I can't. Some, somebody oh. mentioned that when he... When he comes out of Christmas uh, future and he's actually realizing it's still Christmas, somebody said that. Like, just the exuberance that he has there, you know, with the whole I'm light as a feather thing and just pacing around his bedroom. It's so infectious and it's so great. And you're totally that la- there with That last him. 10 minutes of the movie is just very much. It's constant joy. If, if, if you don't get joy out of that last 10 minutes, you're not a human being. Yeah, yeah. Beaker gives him the scarf. Oh my God. Beaker. <laughs> oh, Beaker. Uh, I did track down a quote by Michael Caine. I wanted to from the man himself. All right. He said he read it in his voice. <laughs> Before the production began, Michael Caine told the director Brian Henson, "I'm going to play this movie like I'm working with the Royal Shakespeare Company. I will never wink. I will never do anything muppety. I am going to play Scrooge as if it is an utterly dramatic role and there's no puppets around me." Mm. To which Henson replied, "Yes." Bang on. Nice. Yeah. Bang on. Bang that's on. What that, <laughs> when that's Henson the said bang a ring. It works. So now if <laughs> you wanted to, if you wanted to hear it in his voice, I'm going to play this right like, uh, 
like I'm in the Royal Shakespeare Company. <laughs> I will not wank. <laughs> I will not wank. And you know, but I went to those, heads at the end. Any of those muppets wink at me, I'm going to fucking kill them. <laughs> <laughs> There's our exclusive. <laughs> you Rizzo. You know, usually I try to keep Beyond the Mouse a little family friendly. <laughs> this guy over here yeah. with his bullshit <laughs> and this and one. This I'm sorry, I thought this was a normal podcast. Sorry, I hey, that's here we shit. come to break the day. I haven't dropped an F bomb yet, so we're doing okay. But Jeremy did. Oh, I did? Well, yeah. well, fuck. I'll cut it out. <laughs> I did say anyway, shit, but in my defense, this is why I'm glad my mom is listening to this podcast. I'll totally cut it <laughs> anyway. out. Love you, mom. <laughs> Let's talk about our favorite scenes. Yes. Because um, we're going kind of long. This is Muppet Christmas Carol. Anybody have those scenes? You're going to change the counter so I can actually tell. It's a special holiday. We're right now at 1,559. That doesn't tell me Measures. Measures of four. It doesn't tell me anything. In in at one twenty, beats per minute. Sure. So, <laughs> favorite scenes. Ooh, that is. I would, tough. I, I, well, they're all doing that. Yeah. I, I would say that again. The last ten minutes. As soon as uh, Christmas Future is done and he's made his full turn, and no. from everything from then on until it goes to the rooftops and starts playing the music. That is an amazing performance, an amazing scene, and as much as you can with Muppets, it's kind of a one-shotter. It just keeps mm-hmm. on going. You're right. Like, and yeah, they, and I believe it's kind of like reminiscent of uh, which helps that they play of the, the uh, opening song that here comes, Mister. Yeah, it's, 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 like it's, where it's, they show all the Muppets. It, oh, it's show. definitely a bookend. Yeah, and, and yeah. you you see them all that they were, and how he notices them now. Exactly. Too. It, it's 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 they they filmed it almost the same way because that was what they were going for. Was they were trying to show he's not only changed himself he's changed the world around him yes yes mm-hmm. very good point yeah nicely said Scott very nicely said and we're done Scott. <laughs> <laughs> that's it we're see you next week I, I totally concur with all of you you <laughs> haven't said uh, stuff yet I I, well, I why didn't I concur about the walking Muppets but I will say that my Creepy. favorite scene is mm. the night mm. before Christmas and mm. when he sings One More Sleep Till Christmas to Tiny Tim mm. and like that that visual of Kermit standing there in the no. moon I always want like know. I want like that framed oh. like I almost yeah. like I could I could look at that like that's like my Christmas image I'm gonna put that in my image. Disney room yeah, yeah. I have yeah. a Disney Great. room oh that's <laughs> awesome I uh, man it was it's I wasn't going to choose that one but like that's Ugh, that, yeah, I need to I, think I some more. I completely no. agree with you that Muppets walking is weird. So, like, <laughs> listen, they ride bikes in that. <laughs> well, at least they're, they're on like a remote bike, so it kind of looks okay. But uh, I, I love that like scene where they're just walking through the streets of London, and it, it just, mm. I love it. Yeah. That's, that, to me, is like my, it's my ultimate scene in any Christmas movie. I also like, I'm sorry, I'm just going to step out of people, That's but fine. I also like that it was all made to look like a soundstage. They didn't try to dress yeah, it up. Yeah. This was a stage play filmed with mm-hmm. Muppets, and I was okay with that. Um, I will eliminate one more for her. Thank okay, <laughs> um, God, because I need help. Um <laughs> It, it's it's it might seem strange, but like that's that's like one A to me, yours, Craig. Um, but number one to me, and it's just because I love the song so much. I just love the song from the Ghost of Christmas Present. The, um, oh, it it's feels so like Christmas. good. Yeah, and I like look. We're all musical geeks here. Well, yeah. Scott's kind Sam of Sam Scott. He, he he can tolerate a few. Um, <laughs> just as long as you guys show up on time. <laughs> exactly. Um, but theater you know, the rest today. of us here are theater geeks. But like.
like, you know, I went, I studied music composition in college and everything. And so it's just like, when you have a song like that, it just like so perfectly encapsulates that Christmas present Muppet. Mm-hmm. That just like, like, yeah, like that's like, if I had to put his personality in a song, it would be that song. And actually, like, I remember when Sarah and I first watched it. Uh, together as a couple, like she saw that and she actually used it with her kids' choir when she was teaching at Christ that's the King. Awesome. That's and it's great. adorable. And it's just, that's really where you start to see it. And we always call this out like, once Michael Caine starts dancing in that number, it's terrible. Like, he's a terrible that's dancer. So bad. I mean, it's just literally side to side with his arms, like, at 90 degrees. But it's just he would look. be a good dancer. And one, he usually like, has a king. Look, Let but him the go. look on his face is just like, Michael King. it's totally right there. It's just like, I'm on a dance now, you know? Like, it, it's all of that. I, and it that always goes back me. to my, his performance turned too quickly. He's oh, dancing man. for Christmas present. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're around that Muppet, like, you're going to dance like yeah. crazy. That's one of my favorite songs from the film, so yeah, yeah, I agree. That scene always just gets me. Allison, on you. Um, I think I'm going to go with um, the first scene of Bob Cratchit and Scrooge in the office. Oh, yes. oh great scene. It's a great scene. You really get their dynamic. You the proletariat get, versus the bourgeoisie. <laughs> you get Rizzo and the Rats in all their glory. Yes. <laughs> and, and, yeah, it really sets up the fact that you, when you're, you're not going to see someone overact because they're sharing the screen with a Muppet. Yeah. And I, I want to give a special Maybe call Muppet. out in that scene too. I don't know. I don't know if that Muppet has a name, but the first one that's like there because he can't pay his debt. <laughs> and he's just like, please don't yell at me, sir. I didn't have the money. How Thank you for not yelling at me. <laughs> and he throws him out and then in the like way background you just hear him like, thanks for Thank not you. yelling at me. And then <laughs> like, you get being funny. Yes. <laughs> Tuppence with the song, sir. Like, it, I love that whole scene. But as you guys already mentioned, the, the best, the best two that come in for that are Beaker. Oh, oh gosh. man, <laughs> like Honeydew and Beaker. Honeydew, yeah, yeah. Honeydew and Beaker. I love it when he asks him for money and he's like, "How much I to put down?" And he starts clapping his fingers on the desk, <laughs> just like, "Yeah, give me the money, man!" Like it's so great. Hey, have you ever fundraised for nonprofits? That's how it goes. I am yeah. at the moment. <laughs> That's what he does now. We we know you have money. Just give it to us. <laughs> You're not using it. It's no, that's a great Tuesday, scene, sir. It's a great scene. It, it sets up your characters for you. You know, it, it gives you a little, you know, extra humor. It lets you know that there's going to be some fourth wall breaking. Yeah, you yeah, know? And, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Any uh, any areas of the movie that. Um, you didn't particularly care for or anything. I, I have a hard time with this because I, you know, I love this movie through and through. So it's mm-hmm. hard for me to, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I guess it's weird, but uh, <laughs> I, I think that like the, the one thing that I don't like about it is like Miss Piggy's probably one of the best Muppets of all time. I think we can all agree with that. Like she, I oh, yeah. don't agree with that. You don't agree with that? Miss Piggy always great. Oh, oh come on. Frank Oz is fantastic. Yeah, Yoda is great. By the way, <laughs> by the way, this is going to be either at the beginning or the end of this podcast, but Brandon Davis does the best Miss Piggy I've it's ever heard so in my life. Good. It is really Dude, amazing. Yes. So we're going to get him to be either can, at the beginning or the end of this podcast. Can you have him say, like, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year? Or yeah, something? and then he'll also do the line, it does, doesn't it? Like, about <laughs> <laughs> but the only thing I think is like she's pretty underutilized in this movie. Like, yeah, I mean, that's why I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, that Scott, goes back to Scott your whole... standing there, but like that's kind of like no, no, no. I mean, like that's totally fine. <laughs> I just fun. don't like the character. I'm that's sorry. totally fine. And you are entitled to your opinion. I agree. Like sometimes no it can just cares. be sometimes <laughs> it can just be too one note. Like I'm not attention, bam, and hit somebody. Mm-hmm. But like you know, this one, I felt like you could have given her a little bit more to do in this one. But that's just my that's my only like literally the littlest beef I can find. It was 19th century Britain. There wasn't much for women to do anyway. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> sorry. I don't. Do you agree with me or not? No, it's true. <laughs> also, we were property. The, do you think the cousin Sad. or the nephew could have gotten a little bit more, like maybe a song of his own or something? I don't know. The nephew was kind of a little prick. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> oh, you know, we're trying to we're trying to show the spirit of the season, and I know it's from. Yeah, the and then he and, makes and, then, fun and of they them. started making fun of him. I was like, that is counterproductive to everything the story is trying to say. I mean, but that is pulled straight from the book. Agreed, but it's counterproductive to everything the story is trying to say. Mm. I, that was the scene that I was going to say. I have the smallest problem with is that it's maybe a little too harsh mm-hmm. in the book it comes off a little more lighthearted with the joking well, and, and it and see, gets a little more harsh yeah I, I can see that I mean but you've got to they're trying to pull from the original Dickens mm-hmm. so. well also like I mean if you could take umbrage with that in the story I mean like Scrooge kind of needs some dramatic examples to show him what he's doing to people yeah. I mean especially the one person who continually yeah, and, comes around and, and maybe my know. maybe my issue with this goes back to my continual issue is when I watch this at that point, I think Scrooge has already learned his lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, yeah. it's not because he's of the story. He's playing along and stuff. It's yeah. because of how Michael Caine's playing it. So at that point, he's just getting beat down for no apparent yeah. reason. And all the look on his face. Now, if he came into that, if he came to that scenario still being Scroogey, then it would have played differently. Well, I mean, I kind of, you know, just to take a flip side argument of the side of that, like the fact that he is already kind of turning and then like, you know, he's playing along and he's very exuberant, like, oh, I guessed it first and everything. And then to see like, you know, have that happen to him, it's kind of like even deeper cut than if he would have been a jerk. And, you know, maybe just in a certain way there. Like, so, but yeah, I agree with you though. Like, I I think that that, even in the book, it always comes off as kind of like, oh, you guys aren't very, (laughs) (laughs) why should I listen to you guys? I don't think everyone in the world is perfect, but when you're trying to make that story that he is the person that needs to change. And he's missing out on something important here. Yeah, exactly. That could have have been played differently. I think that, I mean, I, not to get into Charles Dickens' head, but <laughs> many have I, tried, sir. Yes, <laughs> I think that you use that to just make Scrooge try to understand more that he is a laughing stock mm-hmm. in his curmudgeonness. Yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, yeah. like there are people, even the people that he feels in his little tiny Grinch heart <laughs> that he feels are close to him. It grew ten times that day. <laughs> still don't think of like they don't they still don't think of him as a good human being. And so I think that that helps him decide. It's not just the the thought of him like dying with Ghosts of Future, uh, Christmas Future, mm-hmm. but it's also that he's letting down all these people oh, yeah. throughout all well, his life. And, and that's always been the point of Christmas Future is not the fact that he's going to die. Everyone's going to die. It's when you die, people won't care. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. What have you done? You're going to be worth warm bedsheets. I'll just say this. You're like, worth more dead <laughs> than alive. Oh, the spider. Ugh. Anyone who has life insurance is worth more dead than and alive. Like just, these aren't problems with it. I just forgot to shout them out. But love that the gross of Christmas Future doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. Love that. Well, yeah. I mean, like, there's certain iterations where they do, and I, I just always love it when it's just more of that ghostly figure, like, go this way. But I also love that Gonzo and Rizzo chicken out and go yeah. into Christmas Feast. Like, We're out. <laughs> nope. We'll see you at the finale, folks. Like, I just, I absolutely love that. It's so muppety. Uh, 
So let's start to wrap this up because I think we're close to the hour mark. We are eighteen minutes over. So, yeah. So <laughs> we we talked a lot about uh, things that didn't relate to Muppets Christmas Carol, but it's fine. Um, so final thoughts about this movie. Anybody? I I I sound like a broken record all the time when I talk in these podcasts, but. I love the fact that my daughter is at an age where I can start introducing her to this mm-hmm. stuff. So we saw we watched Muppet Christmas Carol for the first time a few days ago, and she was enthralled with it. I think she actually liked Santa Claus in the movie better because I watched that the next night. Good call. But I saw that post. I was like, "Good job." Good call. <laughs> Good good short. call. Die Hard. People don't. <laughs> She's already seen it. Scott's Scott's favorite movie as a kid. This is this is a breaking news segment. Scott's favorite Christmas movie as a kid was absolutely Prancer. Oh, Prancer's and a great no, movie. No, it was not. It was. That was yours, sir. No, not even a little bit. I don't even remember that. Either way, a great movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> when it first, you when don't it first came out, you I'm watched not it. I just don't remember it. You watched it so much Did we see it in the theater? Out. Was that the, like, uh-huh. the, the little sh- the one where you got popcorn with the ticket? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's gone that's now, too. adorable. <laughs> I can't remember that. But no, I, no yeah. we saw Santa Claus the movie. But no, uh, I, I, I enjoy the fact that this is a movie that even though it came out in the early 90s when movies came out, and just kind of disappeared into the ether. This is something that obviously has become a Christmas classic. And um, it's, yeah, it's an excellent film. And it's one of the best Muppet films. And I think the Muppet franchise is one of the best film franchises of all time. So that says something when it's one of the better ones of those. Definitely. Still yep, going, agreed. too. That's, that's what's kind of crazy about I that. I wish they would make some good ones. <laughs> the, 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 Muppet, one. the Muppet 2000 and whatever the hell year it was was really good. Yeah, and the then, Jason Segel one. I then, then the... Oh. The Wait, great, what's down that hall? Great Muppet Caper <gasps> Part 2 sucked major, major, yes. major. <laughs> Muppets Most Wanted was not good. It was, it was Great Muppet Caper 2, which the Great Muppet Caper wasn't that good to begin with. <laughs> that was the that was the crappy one of the original ones. So, so don't remake it. Oh, goodness. Aww. Well, for me, like I said at the beginning, it's not Christmas unless you've watched Muppets Christmas Carol. No. <laughs> Also die hard. <laughs> I mean, for me. <laughs> it's Muppets Christmas Carol or it's not Christmas. Great. I uh, yeah, it's just a classic film. It's one of the best adaptations of a Christmas Carol that's out there, Muppet or not. Um, it's everything about it's excellent. The songs are great. I cry every time. <laughs> it's yeah. I agree. Um, can I get a shout out for anybody remember One Magic Christmas, that movie? No. no, nobody. No. Okay, Not look at it all. up. Um, it's one of Sarah's favorites. I, I think I just heard a cricket. <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows that movie. Um, no, you're right. Like, um, God, the, the, it, it is not Christmas without this movie. Yeah. And you know what's really crazy is just like there's a. I know that there's, like, a timeless factor to the Christmas Carol story in and of itself. Like, it is a timeless story. You sure? Yeah. (laughs) I have a a strong hunch um, that it's a timeless story. But also the fact, like, when did this movie come out? Like, 94, 93? 92. 92. It was almost the 80s, but not quite. So we're at, like, what, 24 years after this movie came out. Don't remind me. And the, the, the thing is, is if you watch it today, it really ages well. And I know that it's a period piece, but it's like... Even, like, that Muppet brand of humor that was so prevalent and so, like, popular in the 90s, 
it still is funny today. You can mm-hmm. still watch this stuff and still laugh at it as an adult, and your kids can also find yeah. it funny, which is crazy. Like, I'll, I'll give a special shout out too to the DVD menu of this movie <laughs> oh too. Oh my god, oh, it's so good! It is the best. Menu. Kermit just pops up and he's just like, well, you're like, yeah, just push play, you know, right there. And my favorite was when he comes out. And like, I think it's like the third or fourth time he comes out. And he's, he's like. You're not going to click on setup, are you? Just <laughs> like, <laughs> looking at you all weird stuff. It's really great. But the, Michael Caine's performance is really what delivers it for me. Scrooge, like I said, it, it, Scrooge is obviously the most important part of a Christmas Carol adaptation. But the way that it works so seamlessly with these Muppets, it's just... It's just really, it shouldn't work, but it does. Mm-hmm. Like, he is playing it absolutely straight. If you put him in a movie with just regular human actors, it would still be a good Scrooge performance. But it just, I don't know, it seems somehow amplified because it's here with Muppets. And just the songs are great. The the, the storyline is executed perfectly. Every time they get a little heavy, there's always a really well-placed joke that's mm-hmm. that's perfect. Um yeah, I, I just love it, and I, I think that the, it it's really is not Christmas without this movie. Nice. Um, I totally agree with you. Now, I, I have to say that Anna would kill me if I didn't mention that this is not her favorite Muppet Christmas movie. Mm. Uh, her favorite is a Muppet Family Christmas. Okay. Where they all come, they all get snowed into this house. I remember house. this. I remember and, this. And yeah. like 12 times during the movie, they go, watch out for the icy patch. Yes. And the person <laughs> coming in always slips oh, on the always. icy patch. Yeah. But, uh, but just this movie, it is Christmas to me. Uh, I showed it to Liam the other day. He oh. dug it. Oh, and yes. So, uh, so it was really cool. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to get to watch it for years and years and years and years and years to come. So uh, it's an every Christmas kind of thing for me. Man, that EMP next year is going to really suck for you. You know, I know, right? Sorry. <laughs> There's an EMP coming? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never mind. Anyway. Right. Anything else? <laughs> no, I think my joke fell flat. <laughs> well, it, it is the season of the heart. <laughs> the special, special time, time of caring. caring. The ways <laughs> of love made clear. <laughs> it's the season of the spirit. Of the spirit. Why are you talking to it's me? The it's message the message if we hear, hear it, it is make, make it last, last all year. But really, can I just say that I did that with lyrics and Jeremy didn't have any lyrics at all. So he has a photographic memory. Yeah, he does have a photographic memory. But again, that's not a street corner choir. The best song from a Christmas Carol movie is still put a little love in your heart. It's true. And every you find love feels like Bill Murray singing it. Yeah. With the crazy hair. We will definitely do Scrooge someday. That'll be next year. So since this is, I know that this is going to be dropping um, prior to Christmas. you guys are going to get to hear probably on like maybe Christmas Eve, a couple days before Christmas. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life, but this mm-hmm. is our last opportunity to just say thank you for such a wonderful year. Thank you for um, really supporting the podcast. Mm-hmm. We really enjoy hearing from you. Please let us know uh, what you like, what you don't like about the podcast. Just thank you so much for allowing us to just get on a microphone and talk about movies we love for an hour or so at a time. So <laughs> or twenty one hundred and two. Twenty one hundred measures. And uh yes Great point made earlier that there are plenty of religions, plenty of beliefs, plenty mm-hmm. of traditions Scott. around this time of year. Um so 
I wish you the best uh, with all everything that you are getting together with your family for in this December. Um, and, you know, to those that celebrate, just a Merry Christmas to everyone. And uh, hope that you enjoy the time that you have with family and the time that you have with a Muppets Christmas Carol DVD. Indeed. So... For God with bless that, us everyone. Uh, right. <laughs> with that, I'm Craig McFarland. I'm Allison Means. Hi, I'm Jeremy Geckner. I'm Scott. Everyone hates me, McFarland. <laughs> Not true. Why does everyone hate you? <laughs> when, you, said, when, you when you said when you email people about the bad stuff of the or stuff you don't like about the podcast, you looked right at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. We know where that's going. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, ho, 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 now I have a shotgun. <laughs> machine, machine gun. Machine gun. Oh, goodness. You know, wherever you find love, it feels it like feels Christmas. It feels like Christmas. <laughs> and we will see you in the front row. It is the season of the heart, a special time of caring, the ways of love make clear. Thank you.